theyeshiva.net. Mizrach, Mizrach. Ziknei achsidim. It's not an altar void. The Gemara says, Shechina b'maydev. Why? Because the Choshev Yidin sits in the Mizrach. It's the Ebersh Lekhet Maydev. Ay, that's not good. Shmoozing after davening is important. It's networking. This one needs a loan. This one needs a business. This one needs a job. Shmoozing after davening is important. Huh? <laughs> it's implementing the davening in Maisa B'Poyal. Okay. Atah B'Marav. Be'etzim Zalom Mizrach. Zat Safon. Mizrach Shamach. Ken. Chachmei HaMairev. Ken. Begemara, katuf b'marova, b'marova. I want to wish Rebav Ram, Shtaigar, the big mazel tov on the birth of a grandson, the first grandchild. Shotevo Mutzlachas. Yeah, Anaya Zayda. Shotevo Mutzlachas, she have a lot of nachas, l'arichis yom v'shanim tovus. Tev Klal Yisrael. I want to welcome back Reb Shalom. And Reb Shleimah. Uh-huh. And welcome everybody. Okay, so tomorrow I think there's no Kriya Satayda, so we could learn 7.50. Thursday again at 8. Matsai Shabbos, they're uh, moving the clock. So uh, next week we'll be back on regular schedule, 7.45. Say there. So please turn to page 17. We now go in, the second paragraph, Imitin Ishes Kolhoin Beisai. We now go to the second part, the second section of the Maimer, of the Balatanya, of Mayim Rabim, Layuchlu Lechabas Sa'ava. You could see in between there's a, there's a little pintala, there's a little point separating because he's now going to the second section of the Pasuk. The whole Maimer began from the Pasuk in Shehashidim. Shehashidim Pedek Ches. The end of Shira Shidim, chapter eight, where the Pasik says, Mayim Rabim La Yuchlu Lechabasa'ava, or Naharais La Yushtufuha. Imyitain Ish as Kolhoin Besay Ba'ava Boys Yavuzuloi. Literal translation is Mayim Rabim are raging waters or vast floods. La Yuchlu Lechabas, they can't extinguish. They can't quench the love. And rivers can't drown it. Rivers can't overwhelm the love. That's the first half of the Pasuk. And then he continues, If a man offered all of his wealth for love, for this type of love, I take all hoin, hoin means all the wealth, all the nechassim, all the assets of base that belong to you. Your home, you take all your assets, your home, and all your wealth, and you offer it for this love. You want to buy it. You want to buy the love, and you get ready to give away all the assets. He would be laughed at. He would be mocked. For the word, uh, like, levazos. he would be shamed. He would be laughed to scorn. Because some things in the world are priceless. You can't buy them, and nobody would sell them. They're not something to sell 
Nobody's going to give away this love for your money, and you're not going to be able to buy this love for the money. That's what the Pasuk says at Shashid. The next Pasuk afterwards says, and it says Shashidim is so uh, so profound and mysterious, it's always uh, layers and layers of meaning. Next Pasuk says, We have a little sister, V'shadayim Einla. Her breasts have not yet been formed. She's a young girl, so her Shadayim have not matured yet. What shall we do for our sister on the day that she's spoken of? What should we do for our sister? And then he goes on to the next Pesach. If she has the power of a wall, we're going to build on her a silver uh, a silver palace. If she has the capacity of a door, we're going to plant her uh, in a cedar. That's uh, so obviously there's a profound metaphor here. So the first half of the Mayim, uh, the Balatanya discussed the first half of the Bosak. Mayim Rabim, he can compare to the Mabel. The raging waters, the vast floods. Naharis are the rivers. That's how we started the Mayim. None of them can extinguish and quench the love that exists in the Neshama. That was the whole foundation of the Mayim, that even when the soul comes down and it becomes consumed, by vast floods and overwhelmed by raging rivers that you would think would be able to eliminate, to at least weaken the love that never happens, but not only not, on the contrary, the whole vart of the Maimer was that through the Mayim Rabbim, the Neshama reaches a much deeper form of love, a much deeper relationship, a much deeper connection. And on that went the whole Maimer. And ultimately concluding how the Mabel lifts up the Teva, the Teva, Representing the words of davening, the words of tefillah, the words of connection, are uplifted to a whole different domain, to a whole higher place, because of the Mayim Rabbim. It's not just the Mayim Rabbim don't overwhelm and you come back intact. It's not just you come back intact. You come back a different person. As he says, it's not just the love of Bechol of Avcha, Bechol Navshecha, the love of Bechol Ma'idecha. As explained at length in all of the Shurim last week. Now the Maimah goes on to a new section, which is a continuation, but it goes focuses on the second part of the Pasuk, the second half of the Pasuk. And that's why it starts off here with the, that's why there's a little separation, because now he goes off to the next. <laughs> Excuse me. If a man, if a man is going to offer all of his wealth, not half of his wealth. I understand if you offer half of your wealth, it's not impressive. But if you offer all of your wealth, for this love, he will be scorned. He will be mocked. He would be laughed and shamed to scorn. Excuse me. What's the connection to what we're talking about? What's the theme of this part of the Pasuk? Who are we making fun of? Who's giving their wealth for this type of love? So the Balatanya gives quite a daring, I should say, very audacious and daring explanation. It's actually referring to Hashem Himself. We explained above, Mayim Rabim, which are the Tirdis, 
Remember, Mayim Rabim are the are the raging waters, the vast floods. These are the tirdas. Tirdas is the stress, the anxiety that comes <coughs> with earning a living and with living life, whatever that entails. Unahares, and then the pasuk adds rivers. He doesn't just say Mayim Rabim. He says Nahares. What's the difference? Those are the thoughts about any concern in a person's life. The thoughts are called rivers. The naidiva Azli. The Gemara explains the difference between Mayim and Naharis. The definition of a river is it's always moving. It's always flowing. Naidiv in Aramaic means like Novin Nod. It's always in a flow. It's always moving. Vazli, it's constant Mayim could be stationed in one place, gathered in one place, like mikveh mayim, a gathering of water. It's not necessarily what's called zoichelin, always flowing. Sometimes you have river, rivers flow, <coughs> springs, living springs flow, zoichelin. But you have a mayim, a cistern of water, right? Rainwater or other water, that's mechonosim them. it's in one place. That's the difference between mayim rabim and naharis. Two different things. Mayim Rabbim means a lot of water. So what's the problem? The problem is I'm in the water, but they say I'm in my I'm in the water of the water's over my head. I'm submerged in something. I'm in deep, deep waters, as you'll say. You know, I'm I I feel like I'm drowning in deep waters. There's something overwhelming me. That's Mayim Rabbim, that's one element. Here he says there's Naharis. Naharis are thoughts. <laughs> the thoughts that don't stop, they don't stop. It's not even about the reality. It's the thinking about the reality. You relate to this? Anybody relates to this? You understand? There's the reality of Mayim Rabbim. I'm in, as they say, I'm in deep water. <laughs> I need to get out of deep water. That, that's a challenge, whatever that looks like. Right? It could be monetary, it could be emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually. Nahari, she says, it's the machshavas about it. The machshavas about it. Those in, and it doesn't stop. That's the chile. That's why he says, naidiv, it doesn't stop. Those of you, those of us who have mental chatter, I, I, I said those of you, but it should be those of us, who have the mental chatter. You know the mental chatter? There's a narrator in the brain that doesn't stop. Like, you want to press pause, you know? You know, you can press pause on anything you can press pause, right? Besides a rabbi giving a sermon and your inner thoughts. You can't pause them. Because if you pause them, they're like, oh, why are you pausing me? Yeah. They have a comment on everything, Right? And even when you say, like, no comment, oh, no comment, really? <laughs> they're, they're brilliant. Because for them, the focus is not. The focus is just continue. <laughs> I'll get you anyway. <laughs> That's why the worst thing to do is argue. <laughs> you know, when people argue with their thoughts, like it's a gemara, yeah? <laughs> you say this, I'll prove, no, no. <laughs> I'll have another cash. <laughs> Okay, now we're not thinking about, oh, you really, you're not thinking about me? Of course you're thinking about me. How could you not think about me? I'm you. That, that's a whole different level of anxiety. That's what he says. It's the Naharis, that it doesn't stop. It's very, very painful reality because it keeps a person stuck in a prison which literally they can't get out of, and it's completely internal. Nobody sees it. You know, at the surface, you're smiling. You had a bar mitzvah, you had a wedding, you had a sheva brachas, you had a Shabbos table. You're in shul, you're walking in the street, wherever it is. But internally, the machshavas are incessant. That's the difference. That's why the Pasuk speaks about two things. There's mayim rabbim, a lot of water. It's a lot. That's one element. And then there's naharis. Naharis, it can be shallow. 
but the flow is never is incessant. The chose, despite this, despite all of this, never should a person think that they are their anxiety, that they are the thoughts, that the thoughts capture the totality of their being. That's what the thoughts want me to do. That's what they sound like. They are overwhelming. What does it mean a person drowns? A person drowns means I'm not separate anymore. I stay in the water. I become submerged in the water. Right? Tvila Isis habitl. And habitl here in the sense of death. The sense of death. The fish is submerged in water. There's nothing out. There's nothing outside. I'm completely overwhelmed by the water. I'm drowning in the water. So that's the Chiddush, that despite that, water should extinguish love, and rivers should drown love. That's what it does. So he says, they can't. They won't be able to. They won't be able to. person always has to be able to have the awareness that the eye, the core of the eye, is not caught up in that process. And by the way, you can even feel it, even in very difficult moments, from the very fact that you can observe it all happening. You can observe, there's somebody observing it, right? The anxiety doesn't want you to observe it because it wants to tell you that there's nothing outside of it. But we all know, and in, in, in meditation practices, this is a very big uh, component where a person could notice, could notice that which is raging through my body and through my brain. And the fact that I could notice it means there's an eye that notices it. And then, of course, the anxiety takes over that, but you could notice that as well. Yeah. In the secular world, it's opposite. Descartes says, I think, therefore I am. Right. Descartes, I think, therefore I am. I think, therefore I am, yeah. Yeah. So it's obviously part of me, but don't ever think that it can destroy the atzmius. But the question is, Yeshikayach, thank you. Is this just an amuna? So he says, Va'adarab. This is the main chiddush of the Maimer. Bahem val yodam dafke. Tovoy libchinus ha'av ha'yosik doilahainu bchinus bachal moidach. It's through them, through these vast floods, and through these raging waters, and through these intense rivers, that she, she is the, 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 the soul will reach, Tavay, she will reach. It's, in, it's feminine, because he's talking about the soul. And the Ava. She will reach a much more intense love, as we discussed, the infinity, that only comes through the transformation of the darkness. Which in simple words means, that if I can welcome and bring into my life, and really excavate the source of those thoughts, of those anxieties, which really come from Olam HaTayu, I will discover a much deeper component in the eye that will really help me see myself in a far deeper way, and the love will be much more intense. Not an easy process, because you're dealing with something that seems like an angel of death, literally. It wants to kill you, and it sucks out the life of you, and you just want to press delete, right? Get it out of my system. And sometimes we take a need some external help with that. Because sometimes a person can't even, you know, even to process this, you need a certain form of serenity. I'm just qualifying this because sometimes people learn these, my mother, and then they think that if the doctor tells them to do something, they shouldn't do it because they, the Altareb already gives them a remedy. Sometimes you have to know 
that you have to be in a position where you have some serenity. So I'm just making the disclaimer, every situation is different. You can't just judge about every situation of anxiety. Sometimes there's very difficult situations with anxiety where a person simply is immobile and paralyzed, can't get out of bed and can't function. They can't even begin to discuss this. That, that, that also we have to acknowledge that. That itself also, however, is a spiritual process. That itself is not just a chemical medical issue. And that also usually very often is connected with deep emotional realities. So this helps for everything. But just important to understand that uh, sometimes we need intervention that we're not completely in control of, at least for the time being. So he says, But if a person could work on this, it brings them to a much bigger av. So now we come to the next step. What does this mean? Literally, it means if a person is giving physical money, I give you all my wealth, I want you to give me the love of your life. It's not going to happen, you're going to laugh at me. Love is worth more than money. Society used to know that. Today, a lot of people forgot that. But everybody knew this wasn't only by the Eden. Everybody knew that love is worth more than money. Today, Lavdavka. Okay, I'm just mentioning that. You know, the Pasuk before this says, right? Azo kamavis ahava. Love is as strong as death. Kasha kasha al sina. And, and, and jealousy is as, as heavy as the grave, as the abyss. Azo kamavis ahava. After this, after that comes this Pasuk. But he says, really, there's a whole deeper dimension here. Hain Beisai, which, who we're talking about? Who wants to give up their money for this love? Who we're talking about? If you're talking about the love of the Neshama, so which money? Who's coming with money to buy that love? So listen to his intent. Hain Beisai, which is the wealth of his home, the, the glory, the glamour of his home, in its source, in its spiritual source, is called the wisdom of Torah. Shehain. Just like your assets, your wealth comes from the person. You own it. All of the pirush, the commentary, and the reasons of all the mitzvahs, which means the entire wisdom of Torah, it's called chachmas of Torah, comes from Hashem's wisdom. This is Hashem's chachm. Every aspect of Torah, all of its explanation, its svaris, its ideas, its perspectives, the commentary, the reasons, it's all coming from chachmas Hashem. That's essentially hoin beisai. Hein beisai means, so to speak, the wealth, of the Rebbein Shalom. Kamashik Hasov. Ah? Vazakta? Kina, Kina, yeah, jealousy. Kina. Kashe Kashael Kina, Kina. Yeah, yeah. Kamashik Hasov, as the Pasik says, a Bereshis, Vinohar Yoitse me Eden Lahashkasa Sagat. It says in the beginning of the story of creation, there was something called Eden. A river comes out of Eden and it irrigates a garden. In that garden, Hashem plants all the trees, including the tree of life, where Adam and Chava are placed. What is the meaning of this? Spiritually, it means as follows. What's the Balatanya say? Spiritually, Kabbalistically speaking, Eden in Kabbalah, in Zoyar, in Kisve Arizal, in Chsidus, is Chachma. 
The Gemara says in Brachas that Aden Ayin You can't see it. There's a river that comes out of Aden. That river, in mystical terminology, is called Bina. The word Nahar in Aramaic is Lashon Hamshacha. It's a flow. What's They're going to river to him. Just like a river flows, they're going to stream. They're going to go en masse. Nahar is a flow. Like when you have a flow of people going somewhere. Nahar is Lashon Hamshacha. Bina is the flow, it's the river that comes out of Chachma to irrigate the garden. Just like in a person, we learned this many times, Chachma is the first glimmer of consciousness. In wisdom it would be called like an epiphany, a moment of inspiration, like a lightning, but it dissipates, it disappears right away. And Bina is a flow of Chachma, it concretizes the idea, it's like the development of the idea. One is compared to the seed of life from the father, and then the mother conceives it, and it pollinates an egg and develops into an embryo, which develops into a fetus. That's like bina. That's the development of the idea. So a nahar, a river, goes out of Eden. Lahashka is to irrigate a sagat. Gan, it says in Zoya, represents the 53 parshiyas of Torah. Gan's darim deirais. This 53 parshiyas, usually in the Tzavim Vayelech, are connected. It's 54 if you count. But the Mepharshim explain why the Zoya says 53. There's different cheshboinahs. But Papayal, it's called Gans Dorim Deiraisa, the 53 parishes of Torah. So the 53 parishes of Torah, Lahashkas, they become irrigated from the Nard that comes out of Aden. What does this mean? What are the 53 parishes of Torah? That's Torah. All the mitzvahs, so the, what irrigates the garden, what irrigates them, keeps the garden fertile and fresh and alive. That's the Chachmas Hashem that goes into the garden and it gives life to the garden, to the Gimels. That's the depth of Torah, the wisdom of Torah. That's Chachmas HaTayna. And from this becomes Gan Eden. That is Gan Eden. When you talk about Gan Eden, there's Gan Eden Tachten, there's Gan Eden Elyon. But what is Gan Eden? Gan Eden is essentially a place where souls bask in the radiance of the divine wisdom, which is the divine radiance. Like it says, the Ovis and Moshe thousands of years are in Gan Eden learning Tayra. What, what, how much could you learn? But since it's Hashem's Chachmas, so it's Ein Saif. So the garden is also Ein Saif. The Nahar is Ein Saif because it comes from Hashem's Chachma. So you could sit in the garden and that's the Ganeiden. That makes the Ganeiden. The Ganeiden is made from the river that flows from Chachma. That's the word. It doesn't only stay up there. It evolves. Nishtashel from the word Shalshelas, chain. It evolves all the way Matamata to the Chachma Zatayda we have here in this world. When a person learns Torah, there is wisdom in Torah. That wisdom is rooted in Chachmasi Yisbarach. Now, how much do I understand of that wisdom? Everybody understands something. Nobody understands everything. Like Chumash, everyone learns, everybody understands something. Nobody understands everything. But that Chachma comes down, it trickles down. It trickles, Nishtashel as it goes down, it trickles. And it, it, it assumes a whole descent of levels until it comes down into the lowest world where there's something called Chachmasa Torah. And there's deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. It depends which level of ishtalshalos you receive it. You can learn a Pasuk Chumash, yeah, on a hundred different levels, a thousand different levels. That result says 600,000 different levels. You can learn the same Blad Gemana. There's a deeper Chachma. It's all the same Chachma, but the question is which level of it are you grasping? It all begins with Hashem's Chachma. Shenikri Reishis 
And Chachma is called the beginning of Ishtashlus, the beginning of the evolution, a spiritual evolutionary, not to confuse with Darwin evolution, the beginning of the spiritual evolutionary process of Hashem's Chachma that comes down ultimately to the lowest place. But but it has no erech, it's, it's a quantum leap from Hashem's essence, which is completely beyond the shtoshlis. Just to give an example by a person, the Balatanya gives this example in other places, in Tanya and other places. What's a shtoshlis in a person? If you tell me, if you come to me and you say, I'm very, very upset. I'm very, very upset. Somebody parked in my... Uh, I have a place here. I'm supposed to have a place here. Let's put it that way. It says my name. That's as far as... That's the connection for me to the place. So I, so I tell you, I'm very, very upset. You know, I was late and somebody came to... Uh, I came to my parking place and it was full. Which happens. I already stopped coming. <laughs> huh? What? Even if I... Yeah. Because the guy who really comes on time is more is more makbed. Okay, right? So most people will say, okay, I hear you, mate. But if I go to a therapist, yeah, right? So what is he getting paid for? Just to say I got upset because somebody took my parking place? Chas Why are you really upset? <laughs> right? Especially there was a parking place right nearby. <laughs> Why are you really upset? That's called hishtalshalos. In other words, tell me where the... Tell me where it's coming from, right? Now, parking place, Mela. You're upset about this, you're upset about that. Let's go back. Can we trace it back? You trace it back. But let's go further back, further back. I was upset because I was, I, I was a, in, in a rush. Okay, so you're going to be like, what's going to happen? Well, people are going to be upset. So people are going to be upset, so what's going to happen? Right, right? Until, of course, we discover that I'm suffering from, what am I suffering from? If you get upset about a parking place, what are you suffering from? I don't really exist. Huh? Huh? I wasn't validated as a child. That's it. And this guy is continuing, perpetuating in my life that I don't really have a right to exist. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm making a little humor here, but, but that's how life works. It's called Hishtalshlus. Hishtalshlus means everything comes from something else. You didn't just say those words. The words came from certain thoughts. The thoughts, right, came from certain experiences, certain emotions. That came from a certain awareness. That awareness itself came from a deeper awareness, a deeper awareness, a deeper awareness. That's called hishtalshlus. But there's some point where it's going to stop. That's chachma. Chachma is the first glimmer of consciousness that can be structured. So from chachma to maise, there could be one billion levels but they're all in the world of Ishtashlus. It's all in the world of identifiable evolution. From this apple tree to the original seed, 5,783 years ago, thousands of years passed, but there's an identifiable process. The seed of the apple produced the apple tree, which produced an apple, which produced, which produced a seed, which produced another apple tree, etc. So the last apple tree is connected to the first seed of Bereshus. And that's amazing. It's true physically, it's true scientifically, right? Newton, Newtonian physics, where he believed if he could see all the variables and all the facts, he could predict the world 
Lailavad, because it's all, it's called Ilava Alul, Ilava Alul. There's a response. I just don't know all the facts. But if I knew every fact about your life and your neurons, I could tell you exactly every decision you're going to make. Then came Einstein and said, The world is not so simple. <laughs> and not everything is ishtashalus. There's also lamaylam ishtashalus. Lamaylam ishtashalus, you can't identify through ishtashalus. If you want to use this language, it's preverbal. It's subconscious. It's superconscious. As much as you're going to talk to me about where this feeling came from, you're going to go till Chachma. Higher than Chachma, you don't have access to. There's a Pasuk in Mishlei, Chachma me'ayin timatze. Which means, where are you going to find Chachma? You think you're going to find Chachma in the street? It's not a question, it's a statement. Chachma me'ayin timatze. It's actually based on a Gemara insight. Chachma me'ayin timatze. Chachma comes from a place called Ayin. How could you give me Ayin? You can't tell me about Ayin. Ayin looks like nothingness. It's not nothingness. It's no thingness. It's the self that's preverbal. That's the big challenge. That's what the, that's what therapy has been discovering the last decade or more. Is this this block? We talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk for thirty five years, right? And let's say I'm the most brilliant psychoanalytical expert in the world, and I'm really good. I'm not just want to keep you on my couch so I can have panosa. It's really amazing, and after 35 years, you know everything about yourself, but you don't know anything that's Lamaila Mishtaoshalus, nothing. <laughs> that's a marshal, you understand? So Chachma is not a small thing. Chachma is everything. Chachma is the beginning of all awareness, but it's the beginning of awareness. After, above Chachma, we stop talking, because there's no words, it's Lamaila Mishtaoshalus. It doesn't fit into the structure of verbal realities that can be processed through conversation, through analysis. Your typhus, what are you saying? That's a muscle, but it's a minute, what are you saying here? Chachmas Hashem comes down endless levels until the mata mata, and you can go up deeper and deeper and deeper, all the way to Chachm, it's called Chachm of Atzillus, Aden. And from there comes a river, and how much access you have to the river depends where you are, which garden you are, how much water you're getting, etc. Depends on your neshama, depends on your mind. And everyone gets something. There's chachmas atayr in every nekuda. A child learns a, a, a chapter mishnayis, that's chachmas atayr, that's chachmas atayr, But then there's that which is beyond the stalshness. Comes the Balatanya and says, Vizel, if this is the pshat, so now let's see the pasuk. Who's the Ish? In the Shira, Parshas B'Shalach, Hashem is described as Ish Melchama, a man of war. You say, you know, he's the man of the house, right? The man of the house, Ish. Ish Darkei Lichboj, the Gemara says. Ish Darkei Lotzeis. Ish Melchama, man of battle, a war. You know, the forager, the hunter, the warrior, the fighter. Hashem ish Milchama. Milchama is represented Midas HaGvura. Strength, which is always Tzimtzumim. Midas HaDin, restrictions. It's not just peace is represented by an endless flow of connection. Milchama is about boundaries, right? Boundaries, territories, combat. It's Gvura. You call the Ari, the lion. Gibar Kari. Gvura, Midas HaGvura. 
שכדי שיומשך מעצמו סייזבונך לסהבוס בחינס חכמה, שאין אלה זיווה ערב בלבד, אי אפשר ליאס כי אם הידי צמצומים מגבודס רבה. In order for there to come from Atmos, from Hashem's essence, Chachma, even though you're talking about Chachma of Ein Tzav, but it's only a ray. Now, when he says only a ray, I'm always a little uncomfortable using that word. When he says only a ray, you're talking about a ray of infinity. So Chachma's Hashem is no, you know, don't be at Mavatl. You have to appreciate what Chachma is. In other words, it's not to minimize, but love Poyal, it doesn't capture what Atmos is. Atmos is undefined. It's undefined by words, by letters, by definitions. So it needs tremendous tzimtzumim. That's the ish. It's the process of ish mulchama. You have to do war, so to speak, with Atmos in order to compress it into such a radiance. It's a war. And that's really the war of tzimtzum. It's the war when, every, when anybody has so much to give and you have to, you have to shrink it, you have to filter it. It's hard, right? There's a battle in yourself. Not what I'm going to say, what I'm not going to say. Because what you're not going to say sometimes has to be much more than what you're going to say. <laughs> and what you're not going to say is far more important than what you're going to say. We know in a relationship, especially in the heat of an argument, right, what you don't say is far more important than what you say. <laughs> So that's a very, very heavy experience. So He said, do you want to give up this type of Ava that we're talking about to have all the Ziv Hashchina, to have Hoin Beisa, to have Hashem's Chachma? It would be a very nice thing. Get at, get me out of the stress. Get me out of the floods. Get me out of the raging waters. Give me that serene life I want every single morning when I wake up without every issue I have to deal with. And instead, you know what I get? Hoin Beisa. I get Ganeid Natachten. I get Ganeid Nelyin. I get Chachme. I get Dinar. I get Zivashchida. Which is what makes Ganeiden, because Ganeiden is the place where the wisdom of Torah is manifested without blockages, and that's why Tzadikim sit there, and all Neshamas sit there and learn and bask in the radiance of the Shekhinah. What's that they bask in the radiance of the Shekhinah? I just have to emphasize this. Ganeiden is not a place of intellectual gymnastics. Ganeiden is a place of Chachma Ilah. Chachma Ilah is the source of intellectual genius also. But it's the full expression of the divine wisdom. It's a divine experience. It's intimacy with the divine. As you probably know, right, the Balatani always talks about, that the Nigla and the Pnimis are not two separate things. The Svara in Gemara, every Svara, Svara of the Toysmus, Svara of the Rajbah, the Svara of the Ran, the Svara of the Ran, it's not just... 
an analytical, logical equation. It's that too. It's rooted in a nekudah of truth, which is a, a transcendent spiritual nekudah. We learned a moment about it not long ago in the Kutatayda. And that goes back deeper, deeper, and that's what they learned in Ganeidin. Ganeidin, they learned the same as Sechtas here, Shnayim Echzim Betalas, you learned there too. Shosh Nagachasapara. But Shosh Nagachasapara is not just a physical ox and a physical cow, because in Ganeidin, you don't have physical cows goring physical oxen. Madach, you don't have it in Muncie in 2022. You said you don't have it in Ganeidin. But Shosh Nagachasapara captures a truth. In each world, the truth is manifested in a different way. So it's very, very, you're talking about Ziva Shechina. It's ziva, the Chachmas HaToyed is Ziva Shechina, not just cold intellect. That's what's missing a lot in the learning of Gemara, that for many people, so if they have a good head, they like the, the Svaris, right? But very often it's divorced from any intimate, spiritual, psychological, personal experience. For many people it's very hard, especially if you're, if you're a deep soul. It's like, why am I spending my whole life on this? But it's because we often only look at the very, very superficial layer of it. So I'm just explaining what Hain Beis says. Nonetheless, im yitain ish. Who's ish? Why is it called ish? It's the way Hashem comes into ish. Ish mulchama, which is tzimtzum, in order to go into chachma, which goes into gan. So he's going to give us, oh, Hain Beisai, instead of this love. Where does this love, where do you get this love? Only in the stress of Elam he says, It's it's a mockery. Why is it a mockery? He said, it's a mockery because I have to make a choice. As he always teaches, the Baltan used to say in the middle of davening, this Pasik. He What's wrong with Ganeidin? <laughs> the whole life is to get Ganeidin. No? Don't they teach us? The Gansa Leban is to get Ganeidin. What do you learn in Yeshiva? What's this bitl of Ganeidin? Boiz Yavuzuloi. But he said, "Mili b'shamayim that ain't a chaf. It's not ganedna. Why? The vart is, I don't want your ray. I don't want your ha'ara. I want you lishtava begufa the malka. I want you yourself. That you is only in the mayim rabim of elam haza. The toiv ma'oid, the b'chol ma'idecha, the ma'oid, the ma'oid, the infinity, the you is the Yisun Dermen HaChoshech. It's only in Eilam Hazem. Yofr Sha'achas, B'tshuvah Maisim, B'tshuvah Maisim, B'tshuvah Maisim, B'tshuvah Maisim, B'tshuvah Maisim, if you have a flow through Ish, through Midas HaTzimtzum, and the, the Ish explains why Boiz Yavuzeloi, because it's through Tzimtzum, it's through Mulchama. It's Kolhein Beisai, but for this Ava, Boiz Yavuzel. Boiz Yavuzel means, it's not that I have a logical reason, this costs more money. You're giving me something that's worth a million dollars and the house is worth two million dollars. That's not boiz yavuzu. That's not embarrassing. I don't laugh from you. You're not giving me a big enough offer. It's not comparable. Boiz yavuzu means, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like a joke. It's like a joke. You'll give me a dollar for the house. It's not a million. I want another hundred thousand dollars. Boiz yavuzu means it's not in, the same, uh, not in the same league. You know, you offer me to sell me the Atlantic Ocean. Right? You want $100? You'll sell me the Atlantic Ocean. It, 
these are all physical examples, but that's the word. Boys, you're not in the same minion. There's something in the Mayim Rabbim and the Naharis that gives you the Av of Bechol Maidechel Ishtava Begufa de Malka. And the whole Hoin Beisai doesn't come close to it. It's a whole different Inyan. Hoin Beisai is Ziv, it's the radiance, it's the way you touch the Shechina, the way it's compressed in Ishtalshalos and Chachma, the way it becomes defined. But it's in the encounter, in the experience that I have with my very darkness, with my very tension, with my very anxiety. That paradoxically, despite the fact that it seems like the most limiting experience, there's nothing of ziv, there's no light there, there's no grit, there's no glory there, there's no radiance there. It's all the opposite of it. It's ma'oyza malachamovas. Right? Abyssal manucha, give me a little ganeidin in this world. So he says, but once you typhus the emes, that this is, this, this is atmos, this is the essence of everything. And this brings you in contact, this, this allows you to become one with who you really are. If you want to use our previous Isis, there's the process that I can go to Chachma, go back deeper and deeper in Chachma. But where do I touch? And where am I challenged to touch my, my truest self, which is rooted in the essence of all, which is beyond the Shtalshalos? That's exactly when I confront my darkest places, my toiv ma'oidzem alechamavas, which creates the b'chol ma'idacha, that's l'ishtava begufa damalka. That's where you become one with the essence of Hashem, with the source of everything, without any tzimtzum, without any restrictions. So he says, boiz yavu, so boiz yavu zulai. I don't know if I'm laughing or crying, but boiz the same thing. Boiz yavu he says, it's, it's uh, Baruch Hashem, that's your kasha. <laughs> I don't know what to say. In this world, everyone has, uh, that's the point, right? Everybody has tears. There's, there's different levels. Uh, obviously, a person who has more chayshech, obviously they're invited to a deeper place, but I don't know that anyone is exempt of uh, that perfect life that we talk about. It doesn't exist, Right? <laughs> yeah, the yisinoy minachoshach. Right, the light is embedded in in there, and you have to reveal it. That's the contact with Tayhu. In every life, this choshech. But Alter Rebbe did say that the business people said that they can't daven, like the Yoshevel, and he says it's not true. They could daven much better. <laughs> Their davening is much deeper. That, that's exactly what he was addressing. Find a tzaddik and ask him. You could speak to Nehemiah after the shir. He's our, he's our, he's the poster boy. We have a tzaddik. There's a poet I knew, a, a brilliant Hebrew poet. His name was Tzvi Yoyer. That was his pseudo name. I don't know if you ever saw his poetry. He has like I think ten books of poetry. Really a brilliant poet. I knew him. His name was Steinmetz. His pseudo name was Tzvi Yoyer. So. He once showed me a poem that he wrote. He gifted it to the Lubavitcher Rebbe for his birthday at Aleph Nissen. And I just remember two lines. He wrote that uh, it was called Hamanhig, the leader. And inside he wrote, Nishmosoi merichoivois hanohar alkein mayon simchosoi loy yechazev. His soul is rooted in the broadness of the river, hence the wellspring of his joy never dries up. 
So I asked him if they'd ever commented anything when he gave it. He said, yeah. He circled that word and he wrote halavai. That was Mayan Simchas. So he said halavai. That was, uh, I thought that was pretty moving. Yeah, what'd you say? So you're saying the translation shouldn't be anxiety, the translation should be all the thoughts about things that are difficult. And all the things that are difficult. The Mayim Rabbim are the things that are difficult, and the Naharis are the thoughts about the things that are difficult. Which can create anxiety, yes. <laughs> can create tension, yeah? Right. No, in other words, what he's trying to say is, that anxiety is my drive to get rid of it, right? I'm anxious, like, what, what, what do, I'm, I'm going crazy from the fact that I'm going crazy. Just go crazy without going crazy. <laughs> huh? It's not over till it's all over, yeah? Right? Anxiety is, I'm trying to get rid of everything. In other words, it's so, it's so, it's so difficult for me. And I want to like, I want to undo it. I want to strip it away. And I get very anxious about that. But you're saying that here he's talking also about the objective realities. Right? And my thoughts about the objective realities. I'm thinking about my objective realities. And I don't want it to, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want it to go away in the sense I'm not cursed by having these realities or these thoughts. On the contrary, I'm not cursed by having them. This is, you're saying, the remedy to anxiety, or at least a remedy to anxiety. Is that what you're saying? But, what, but, 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 the, but the Nekudah here is that life is a confrontation with ongoing tirtis. Everybody knows that, right? Even on a regular day, certainly on days when there are curveballs. But even in the regular, boring, mundane days, life is a confrontation with, with various tirdas, everyone in their own way, internal and external, inside my own system and outside my system. Things around me and my thoughts about the things around me and the things inside of me. That's the Mayim Rabim, are the realities, deep waters, that are dangerous. You can drown. And the horrors are the thoughts about them. They're not filled with light. They're not filled with clarity. They're often filled with the antithesis of it. Not only should you not be afraid of any of it, but actually if somebody offers you, Kol hain Boizyavuzulay is not a rational thing. Oh, I have more money than you. Boizyavuzulay means it's a whole different caliber of value. It's not just I say my life is fine. I wouldn't want to have it any other way. I thank you for my life. I celebrate my life. I don't want, wouldn't want to have it any other way. It's like if somebody has an unbelievable marriage, an unbelievable marriage, right? But mamish, unbelievable. It's, 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 it's a, a gift, a gift, a priceless gift. And then somebody says, you know, how much, uh, how much can I pay you to, uh, you know, to <laughs> how much can I pay you for it? How much can I pay you for the love? So what are you going to answer? Another million dollars? <laughs> I want to buy Twitter. 
If Musk sells me twi- gives me Twitter, I'll give it to you. You have a child, yeah? A person didn't have a child for many years. Even with it, I want I want a child from you. Boys <laughs> Yavuzu. There's certain questions that you don't answer. It's Boys Yavuzu It's like it's embarrassing even for me to consider it. Like the story with Rabbi Amnon, yeah, he didn't. Uh, he was upset that he had to consider it. So what's the varte? The varte is I wouldn't want to have it any other way. In other words, what I'm what the confrontation with all of these realities. Not only don't you have to be afraid of them, not only don't you have to be put off by them, not only don't you have to despair with them, but actually this this is real. This is the ultimate reality. This is your ultimate connection. Not only with Ziv Hashchina, but with the Atzmus, Atzmus himself, Hashem's ain't soif at its core. Deeper than Ganeid Natachten, deeper than Ganeid Nalyan, Mili Bashemayim Vimchalech of Atzti Baratz. Yeah, no, first, a person, it's not a person not working on himself, it's, it's just it's the realities of the world, of Olam Hazar. But then, but then also the tshuva is deeper. When I make mistakes, the tshuva is also much deeper. But he says now one more nekuda. Yeah, yeah. If I don't approach it with ego, the only way. If I approach it with ego, then it's going to be uh, it's going to be a disaster. If I approach it with ego, so you say a person says, "Look, I I squandered all these years, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years." I was completely blocked, and my middas were unrefined. So if it's coming from an ego place, it's going to be a devastating, colossal uh, catastrophe. But if a person doesn't come from a place of ego, from a place of humility, then on the contrary, this is my journey, and I'm going to learn a lot from this. You could see it immediately. When a person comes from a place of humility, then everything can be healed. Or I know everything can be healed, but there's room for sublimation. Because the ego puts, the ego creates the anxiety. The ego creates the anxiety that everything is lost. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, could be. But there's one more nekudah here. It'll be clear now. Achen calls who apirish v'taimei amitzvus shubchinas chachmas aterish nimshukubichichmasi isbarach. All this is comment. We're talking about commentary. The commentary of mitzvahs, the reasons for mitzvahs, the flavors for mitzvahs, the chachma that comes from chachma, chachma satayda, that which I'm formulating in terms of wisdom, comprehension. But the body, the experience itself of the mitzvahs maisiyas, of the action-oriented mitzvahs, kemoy, tefillin, person wraps tefillin, sukkah, you build a sukkah, you eat in a sukkah. Mitzvah staka. He gives three examples. Tefillin, sukkah, sukkah, Which are all very material acts. Both making them. Preparing tefillin. If you know about preparing tefillin. With the hide of the animal and the parchment and the batim and the ritzuas. And then putting on the tefillin. 
Sukkah is a very, 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 very physical labor, building the sukkah. Tzedakah is all about the money, <laughs> right? You need to take out the money, make the money, and give the money. Shenemar, it's called Maisa Vekadoyma. When you talk about them, you have to realize this represents Hashem's will, which is beyond Tam and Das, which is beyond reason and knowledge, which comes from Chachma. And because in their root, they transcend the Chachma of Torah, that's why they are all manifested, they're all enclosed in very physical realities. Because it would never be able to come out as an idea. It would never be able to come out as a comprehension. Like the Medrash says in Medrash Mishlei, the deepest things you can't say in words, they're preverable. There's an expression in Chazal, for a chachem, a remez is enough, right? A wink with your finger. So Baltani says, it's not just, he doesn't need a whole drasha, it's much deep. Usually, he doesn't need a whole drasha. You know, you go like this, uh, right? He says something else. Lachakime, the real chachm is only birimiz. Every maimah chazal batal has a new oymah. But lachakime is only If it's real chachm, it's only birimiz. Everybody knows when you're working with people, what they say is almost irrelevant relative to their body language. <laughs> Why? What I say is almost, it, it's important, but you can't even compare it to what comes out in body language. The twitch how you move your feet, how you move your fingers, that expresses everything. Why? Because it bypasses the blockages of intellectual formulation. You understand? It can't come out in Chachma. It can't come out in Chachma. Even if I'm, not because I'm trying to be dishonest, I'm not talking about somebody who wants to be dishonest. I want to be honest. But there's things I could formulate in ideas and words, and that only reach, reaches my own ishtalshalus. How do I reach my, my pre-verbal self, my, my pre-chachma? It's not going to come out in words. It's not going to come out in explanations. Where's it going to come out? It's going to come out in, in your finger. It's going to come out in your facial expressions. It's going to come out in a sigh. It's going to come out in a tear. It's going to come out in a laugh. It's going to come out in awkwardness. It's going to come out. Why? Why is my body more expressive of my truth than my words? Bessel van der Kolk thinks that he was mechadish, the body holds the score. But you see what he says here, that that which is pre-chachma will come out only biremizet, won't come out in hasaga. Why? Because hasaga is not a keli for it. Because hasaga comprehension structures everything. Beautiful, it's amazing, but what if it's beyond structure? So the Balatani says that's why mitzvahs are all technical. We look at mitzvahs, okay, now I'm going to put on tefillin, <laughs> Let me meditate about tefillin, right? I'm going to eat matzah? What, really? God wants me. I'm going to sit in a sukkah? I'll meditate. Much better to meditate. Sachidush Atzim. In many svarim, it's explained, the mitzvah is just to give you kavana. In Sefer HaChinuch, it says, Why do we put on tefillin? Because you create habits and routines, and it helps kavana. Here the Altarebbe says, a whole different part. 
It's not because it, obviously it creates kavana, that's all MS, but it's a whole different word. I want to touch your body, because your body has your secret that your ideas won't give me. That's what I want to hold on to. That's what the mitzvah is. The mitzvah is almost God is giving his subconscious. There's nothing here, exactly. <laughs> because there's nothing here, everything is here. It seems like there's nothing, everything is here. It's the Nikudah itself, it's the Atmos. It's not the explanation of it. There's explanations too. But the explanation is only a certain form of it. I spoke Shabbos in, in marriage therapy. It's an enigma that sometimes behaviors or words, routine, rituals, can have an impact that's much deeper than emotions. In other words, you can have two people and emotionally they have a difficult challenge. And let's not talk, discuss the emotions. Just do certain things or say certain things. But I'm not feeling it. It's chitzonius. It's all chitzonius. It's do, he calls it doimim. In the Maimer, in Bereshis, the reason why Adam was created, the soul and the body separate. And over there, and through that, you'll touch a deeper place. It'll affect your emotions. You'll touch a place that you didn't think you'll be able to touch because it bypasses the regular channels. True attachment with children. It's not through sitting and giving them speeches. <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's almost physical trust. It's a somatic experience. The body feels a deep relationship. Obviously, there's also words, and there's also explanations, and you read stories. But, but, uh, but to touch that space, it's very somatic. Bodily. It's in the goof, what he says here. Because the shoirish is so deep, because it's the ratzen, the pnimius of his ratzen, beyond comprehension, there may be ideas also, that's true, but that's a later stage. So it can't come down in a revealed way, only by being manifested in material reality, in physical reality, because the beginning is always etched in the end. It says in Sefer Yitzira, no, it's tchilosin is only besoifon. So where does the tchila come out? Besoifon. Why can't the tchila come out in the middle? <laughs> and the answer is because the tchila is rooted in a place that's beyond the structures of Asaga. It can't come out in Asaga. Why can the physical contain it? The physical could contain it because it's devoid of all those uh, explanations. So it doesn't get ruined. In a way, it captures its, its, its rawness, the rawness of it. And he finishes, V'zehu, this is Pshat and Krishma. So look at the structure. You know, the first parasha of Krishna is a little complicated how it's written. It seems a little this, like, what's the connection over there? So he says as follows. You speak Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad Baruch Shem Kvayim Malchusel Elavad. You're contemplating God's names. In other words, you're thinking about Hashem in terms of how you and we can relate to Him. That's a name. A name is the way you're expressed, the way you're known. That's what a name is, right? We often learn what a name is, like Oyer Light. And when I know your name, I'm going to love you with my heart because I'm going to, it's great, it's awesome, it's unbelievable. 
But then you go to the next stage. But then you reach Bechal Maidecha, which is only in this world, which is not the name, but the love, the desire to be connected to the essence itself. For this, I can't go anymore to meditation and comprehension. For this, I need your Ratzin, the mitzvah. The end is it's etched in the beginning, just like the beginning is etched in the end. So what's the next line after Bechol Ma'idecha? Suddenly there's no names. Look at the structure. Who's I? He says, I is I am who I am. I don't have a name. Sorry. Give me your name. I don't know. I am who I am. This is the essence. Mitzavcha. The word mitzavcha means, I command you, but the word mitzavcha in Hebrew, mitzvah means a link, a connection. Tzavsa. Anoichi connects to you. Today, why today? So it's only hayoyim. And that's why v'zel v'dibarta bam. The next line is v'dibarta. Why v'dibarta? Shul mitzvahs hadibur shalat Torah. But the main thing of Torah is understanding. The moving of the lips, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, the moving of the lips is already a form of Misa. So what's the structure? Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad is contemplating names. Shem Elokeinu Hashem. Baruch Shem Ched Malchus Silim Vod is names. That's Ziv Hashchin. That creates Vavtas Hashem Elokecha B'chol Avcha B'chol Nafshech. But then there is the experience in this world with the darkness of this world which creates B'chol Maidecha. But how do you capture Bechol Maidecha? Not through meditation of names. It's through Vahoyu Hadvarim Ha'ela. These words. Asher Anoichi. Anoichi Misha Anoichi beyond them. Mitzavcha wants to connect to you. That's only going to be Hayoim. That should be on your heart. So then he continues. Vishinantam and the Tefillin and the Mezuzas, etc. Vizel. And that's the continuation with the next Pasuk. We have a little sister. She's not yet developed. Her, her, her breast didn't mature. What do we do for our sister the day we speak about her? The word sister is like a brother's ach. The word sister comes from the word achas, one. Shemisachedes betachlis imuhusay vatzmusay isbarach kivayachol mamish aydekiim amitzvus meisius. Achois. Now we have a sister. You become achas, one, one with what? The absolute unity with Hashem's essence, precisely through the mitzvus meisius, through the physical mitzvus in this world. Even though it's ktan, it seems like a young, a little sister that's not fully developed with all maturity. Aim Habonim, which is Bina, it's a mother, she's not yet ready to nurse and have children. It's a it's not a Ziva Shechina. But after you experience the Boizia Vuzuloi, ah, this Achois Ktana, this makes you one. In other words, in Elamaz, I'm dealing with pettiness with a small little girl. It's small stuff. What do they say? Don't sweat the small stuff, right? All the Tirdis don't exist in Elamaz, not Tirdis Aparnasa, and not the Machshavas about it. 
So it's ketana, but it's achos. It's achos, the word achos from the word achas, because brothers and sisters are really one, because we begin in the same, in the same genetic pool, <laughs> in the same womb. There's a connection between brothers and sisters that's very deep, right? Even more than anybody else, because it's like, there's no, yeah, there's nobody that you know. You know, sisters know each other better than everybody, right? Brothers, there's something you know about your brother nobody else knows. Even his wife doesn't know, even though your wife knows everything. But there's still something, you know. We grew up without pampers in the same house. There's something special. Achais. The word ichu is also a not. And the Balatanya finishes. Like a person who embraces his friend from all sides. When I embrace you, when I kiss somebody, I kiss, but you could also move away. And it's not from all sides. I could kiss in your cheeks, I could kiss here, I could kiss there. You speak to somebody, you speak to them. You look at them, you look at them. Chibuk is different. Chibuk, yeah? You give us a... As a chibuk, Mikol's Dadov, there's no say, you're inside, you're in my grip, that's it, you're done, you're stuck. What does it mean spiritually? It doesn't mean you force yourself on a person to hug them. Spiritually, it means there's no separation. You're not leaving, you're inside. So that's the beginning of achais. Achais lanuktana, it's that type of chibur. What do we do for our sister? The, the emphasis on the day that we speak about her. You do, but like he said before in the Krishna, you say, Vidibartabam, Vahoyadvarim Ela Shanechim Tsav Chayem Alavavacha, Vidibartabam, the Kiddush is Dibur, Akima Svasav Havamaisa, the moving of the lips is action. Because the main thing is the action, right? The physical. So he says that's why the focus here is Manasa. The main thing is what you're going to do about it. But how are you going to speak about it? The, the machshavas, the thoughts, the meditation are all good. But the connection comes with the maisa, with the dibur. Why? Because the physical relationship has the depth that word, that explanations don't have. The boizia of Vuzulah is to the ziv, to the giluyim, to the ur, which comes out in Chachma. But he says in the maisa and in the dibur, which Akima Svasav have a maisa, the Gemara says dibur is maisa zut, it's a small maisa. Over there you touch the essence which comes out in the mice. Yeah. If I put on the tefillin for the Ganeiden, it's boiz yavuzuloi. It's almost like a busha. Schar mitzvah mitzvah. I mean, imagine, imagine in the middle of, of Dvekas, right? You have to speak about a husband and a wife, or whatever, a form of, of complete oneness. Emotional, physical, spiritual. And you say, you know, this is very special because now I know you're going to do the laundry for me. <laughs> uh, you're probably going to cook tomorrow a good breakfast. Boys, your fuzu, Amos. Why? Well, it's a good thing. I'm appreciating you. Huh? It's a divorce. Because you turned in, you turned the relationship of essence to essence into something that's expendable. It's for the schar that I'm going to get from you, that you're going to do for me. You, 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 huh? It's a It's almost embarrassing. Huh? Right, right. So that's what he says. If I'm putting on the tefillin, right, because of the ganeden, so it's a pchina of boiz What should I tell you? I know a posik in Bereshis. The posik says in Bereshis, al-kein yazav ish, 
as aviv as imayv davak beishtoiv ahoyu lebasar echad. What does that sound like to you? Okay, Bezer Hashem will learn tomorrow, 7.50. And tomorrow there's also a shear for women at 9.30 a.m. Please tell your wives. I think so, I'm going to look. I want to. How do you understand? Oh, so you need the Chachma, you need the Chachma. Because we're not pre-verbal people. We need the Chachmas Atayra. Of course. Ultim- ultimately, the two become one. Ultimately, it's not really disconnected. It's uh, when you come to Ganeidin after Elam Haza, so then the Ganeidin has that caliber of the relationship. Really, it's not separate. It could be separate. Chachmas is the way we process godliness in our Caleb. That's how we understand Hashem's wisdom. That's how we internalize it. And ultimately, Hashem's Chachmas is also one with Him. It could just be processed and perceived in a restricted way. But ultimately, the two are one. It's all from Hashem. So it's not an eternal separation. You don't have to so ultimately, there's no bayzivuzu. Bayzivuzu is the detachment. In other words, if I, if I, if I want to give up the ava of bchal ma'idecha, that's bayzivuzu loy. Tzlachet, I have a pleasure to have you, Teichman. Welcome, welcome. Lamer Davinim. Reb Moshe understood. This is not platonic. We're talking about serious stuff. Why platonic? Why platonic? Oh. Pleasure to have you. It's typhus given. Mid the finger, mid the muzzle, mid the muzzle. Hayoim, hayoim, hayoim. The ganze chiddush for the ma'ima is basher husham wherever you are. But afnish the basher husham, huh? Alamal. Why? Why the rabbis always bring mitzvahs, sukkah, sedaka? Why does don't bring mitzvah of giving and giving yet? It's a lot of things there. Writing on the parchment, giving. Sometimes that's the biggest stucker. Stucca means helping people. Because they want to bring a mitzvah that's applicable always. Tzedakah I could do every day. Yeah. A get a person is not doing every day. And, and also they're not trying to encourage a get. There's no bracha on a get. But there is a bracha. There's also... Ah. And why do you make a bracha on a get? You're saying? No, you're saying why not? Really? Why? No, shikra avadim is a smooth. 
Yeah, oh, you it's a Because it's an Indian of, of, of you saying it's negative. Who's going to say Amen to the Bracha? The Shviger. Sometimes. The Shark. They must have us. Then Gitten. The Sof Masach is Gitten. She was married 50 years, if you'll get. So he said, Mizbeach, the Mizbeach is going to cry. She said, 50 years, I'm crying, let the Mizbeach cry a little. An old story. But it's a very sharp Gemara, yeah. The Indian is, but look. Tzedakah includes all helping people. Sometimes a get also helps a person. Sometimes it saves a woman, it saves a man. I mean, it could be very helpful. It's not something we uh, obviously encourage, but if a person is in a difficult situation, sometimes uh, there's no choice, right? Amputation sometimes saves the body. No, it's, a, it's not... Uh, the Torah the, the, the introduces the halachas of a get for a reason. It's not forbidden some, in some situations. It's necessary. Obviously, last resort. It's not something we run to <laughs> a day after the wedding. But last resort, there's, there's such an option in life, right? Huh? Consequences. You can't keep a person trapped in a, in a, in a marriage. If that's the explanation, we have somebody, we had somebody here for years uh, trapping, doesn't give a get to his wife, She's here, but he used to come every day. It's horrible. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.